put paste creates. If you want to learn how to use D-Lake's endurance story to train smarter, then you should listen to this episode of D-Lake Creates. Let's go. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Aaron So, AKA D-Lake. Tips and tactics, you could train like a pro. This cast to help you and faster than you could go. All the PRs you could beat, of course, records that comes in your upcoming season. Right. Don't you agree? Endurance sports, a metaphor for life. That's that metaphor, baby. Eating clean so you can rest and sleep all night. Don't master a lot. Don't master a little, just stay in the middle. Don't master all, don't master just none. Just be. just be a master of some. What is up? I'm Darren, your host of D-Lit Creates, running for Masters of Some. The internet's most exciting endurance sports podcast. Through self-improvement, we help serious endurance athletes master some of their health, some of their fitness, and even some of their life, because it's all the same. Quick warning, we use some adult language and cuss a bit. Be mindful who is around when you listen. This episode was a cross-release with my first podcast, CBD Radio, based around the how and why I got into endurance sports, and in particular, running. We also talk about my lifelong obsession with gains through consistent training and planning, my history into endurance training and a fear of running cross country in short shorts, the tricky challenge of intermittent fasting and low carb cycling around running with how that helped remove the hazy cloud in my brain and much more. Oh, if you haven't yet, make sure to follow us on whatever podcast player you use. On to the episode. Switching gears, um, Darren Lake, also CBD, founder of CBD, co-founder. I want to talk about endurance, because that's something you do on the daily, something you're passionate about, um, triathlons, biking, running, swimming. Tell me about it. Like, Tell me about your whole career uh, and what athletics means to you. Cool, cool. All right. Um... Yeah, that's a multi-part question. I'll try that's to. That's a heavy question. Yeah, no, I'll try to try to, again. I got. I have a maximal mind that's trying to live a minimal life. So there's always a paradox of of amazing shit happening. I got into triathlon because well, I got into endurance training because I like the meditative state that it brought me. I like I like the flow that came out of out of running. So I found that out early. And I actually found it out back when I played basketball when I was in middle school and high school. I loved going out and, you know, doing 300 shots in, in an hour. And I loved you just get in that zone and the first 50 shots would be hard. And then you'd be like, oh, shit, I'm at 275 now. Like, damn. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, I would, I would run for conditioning. Didn't know what I was doing, but I was running. And I like going for, you know, three-mile runs and was like, oh, cool. You know, I saw gains. I like seeing gains. Yeah. Like, I like seeing incremental gains through consistent training and work and planning so hit hit college ended up playing basketball for a year quit was on some weird d3 scholarships so i still kept the scholarship by quitting basketball and i was like fuck it i'm gonna run track because i ran track for like three weeks in high school Mm -hmm. but i didn't like how short the shorts were so then i got a bit more confidence (laughs) (laughs) and that's due to carrie's real time carrie said that shit he goes yo cross country guys wear short shorts 
you don't want to be wearing those short shorts. And I was like, I want to run cross country, and I didn't run cross country. But it's cool. I ain't blaming you, Carrie. I apologize it's all for good. that. Nah, man. Man, it, ain't your, it ain't your fault, man. I, I should have had more Limited beliefs here. <laughs> it's all good. So ended up running track, and I owned wearing you know the skin suit and the tight stuff. And I remember uh, I started out the first year, I was doing the 100 and 200. Obviously, my build does not cater towards... Running the 100 and 200 as linebacker build, as I found out, I didn't have that raw power and strength. So I ended up going more to the 400 and then accidentally jumped into the 800 because I was doing 600 workouts with all the 100 and 200 guys and I was demolishing them. You're throwing out numbers. I don't know if everybody knows. Oh, okay. All right. There we go. I like this. Like- <laughs> this is why Chris is a podcast host for Lost in Portland. Um, 100 meter and 200 meter dash. I know everyone knows 100 meter Usain Bolt. Um, you know, uh, he just ended his career. But yeah, 100, 100 meter, 200 meter, 200, 400 meter, 800 meter. So that's 400 meters, one lap of the track. So I did 600 workouts and I have much more like speed endurance than all the 100 guys did. So the, the mid distance coach who did the 800 and 1500 was like, and the, and the sprint coach was like, yo, nah, man, you're going up. Next race, you're going up, dude. And I was like, I'm not running an 800. That's two laps. That's two laps too long. That's crazy. So I actually did all right. Like, I, mean, I struggled. But then it was like my third race, and I remember I took out five people on the last like 200 meters. And everyone was like, yo, T, you're an 800 runner. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm mid-distance. This is crazy. Like, I, I've been running the wrong race for the last three, four years. So then we started going out on long runs. So I started running with the 5K guys, the 10K guys. The Sorry, that's five kilometers. Everyone knows a 5K race. Um, and I started running with the distance guys. And I started loving the slow, we call them LSDs, long, slow distance runs. And I was like, this is dope. And maybe it's because my brain is just everywhere, but I love just zoning out. I love going on runs by myself, with the guys, whatever it was. So I obviously graduated um, college university and i just was like i like i'm an active dude i have a lot of energy i might as well keep in shape so i just ran 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 then about right before i moved to australia in 2012 i decided to do a duathlon which is run bike run because i wasn't a swimmer really loved the training for it really loved the the race so down in australia i was like i'm gonna do a triathlon because there's water everywhere so that's how i got all into it in that whole process, I got obsessed with trying to figure out a way to get faster while putting in the same amount of input. Mm-hmm. So getting faster output while getting doing the same amount of input. So I was like, how do I become a more efficient and economical Ooh. machine? Right. So then I started researching high-fat diets, low heart rate training. And then it just was like the rabbit hole started going crazy. So I found Phil Moffatone, who is one of the first people to push the high-fat Diet, low heart rate. Um, it's called the Moffatone method, and it's it's basically it's he he, he his his branding model is um, to get faster you have to go slower, mm. and it's like to slow down you, if you you need to slow down to speed up. And I was like, damn, I like this. This is on some like Buddhist type, mm-hmm. you know, Darren type shit. Like some some what what's the Star Wars? I, I'm fucking up right now. What's the, the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like some like Judah like Jedi. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like it's some Jedi shit. Yeah, there we go. I'm losing words today. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna do some totally different training that no one knows. Everyone's going fast. I'm gonna go slow. So that I did that for a few years, saw some crazy gains in a lot of different areas. Um, got faster while going slower, and I was like, this shit works. So then I was like, cool. I did an Ironman triathlon last year, which is um just for people that don't know, it's swimming. 2.5 miles, 3.8 kilometers. 
It's biking 112 miles, 180 kilometers, and it is running a marathon. So 42Ks, 26.2 miles. And that's all in one day. Um, and it took me 10 hours and 45 minutes to do it. So I was, you know, it's a pretty good time. And I was like, all right, cool. So I kind of was like one and done. I'm, a, I'm not an Ironman every single day type do it. Uh, sorry, every single year type, type guy to do it. So I was like, all right, what else can I do? And I said, now I'm going to approach it from a totally different standpoint. And I'm going to attempt to put the least amount of input in again. and get the, So the minimal effective dose this is my whole new thing now. And I started experimenting with diets now, or, or sorry, more so eating eating patterns. I don't diets are. I, I think the word diet is kind of bullshit. Diet is what you do. You what you eat is your diet. Like people, are like, I'm following this diet, I'm following that diet. It's like no, no, no. Just it's what you eat. So I've done a combination of ketosis, which is high fat, like ninety percent fat content. Where do you get most of your fats from? Um, ad break. This episode was brought to you by me, D-Lake Coaching. We show you as you get older how to perform better in health, fitness, wellness, endurance sports, and life. We're all getting older, so rather than being like most humans on the earth and declining, why not be better, stronger, smarter, faster, and more wise than the 10 years ago version of yourself? Our NLP trained coaching experience will help you live your best life through habits and intentional decision making. Go to dlakecreates.com slash coach or email us talk at dlakecreates.com spell the normal way to book a free consultation call today. And back to the show. Where do you get most of your fats from? Um, kind of wherever. Um, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from saturated fats due to some cholesterol issues I've had with a blood test that I did. Um, I'm trying to figure out whether it's genetic or not. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to stay away from animal fats for a second. So olive oil, if I ate nuts, I'm allergic to nuts. It would be almonds, coconut oil, eggs. Avocados. Avocados, fish, um, which also provides protein. So um, mostly fat. So I've fucked around with some ketosis for a second. It was cool. Didn't go into the deep state of ketosis that I wanted to. But then I was like, all right, let me try intermittent fasting. So uh, just to back up, I also experimented with the slow-carb diet, which is it's similar to the low-carb, so the high-fat, low-carb diet. But you can eat, like, beans, and there's a cheat day involved. It's very Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss kind of came up with the slow-carb diet. It's just a play on the Mediterranean diet. Um, which is a play on the paleo, which is a play on the Atkins. Like it's all, all like iterations of themselves. So then I've been hearing about intermittent fasting. Like I've been hearing about it from a lot of people I respect, a lot of people I'm reading, Mark Sisson, obviously Tim Ferriss, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, all these random people have been talking about intermittent fasting, my really good friend Dimitri. And I was like, let me try this shit. I was like, I'm gonna so intermittent fasting, it's a many ways to do it. You can do 16 hours. So the, one of the, the most common ways is 16 hours fasting, not eating, eight hours eating. And in those eight hours, you're consuming the same amount of calories you normally would during the day. So I normally consume around 3,000 calories, depending on how active I am. So anywhere from 2,500 to 3,000. So I'm going to consume those same calories within an eight, eight-hour span. And then those 16 hours, basically a few hours before I go to sleep. So let's say 6 p.m. until 10 a.m. Because I wake up pretty early, I go to sleep early. That's when I do that. And that's intermittent fasting right there. Mm-hmm. Very interesting shit. And how this all ties together in, in my branding, I guess, is 
there's a lot of myths and a lot of bullshit that we've been fed, especially with the sugar industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, how do I break? How do I break out of the matrix? I guess mm-hmm. like there's so much. There's there's so much pseudoscience, and there's so much oh. If you eat low fat, you'll be healthy. So eat all these yogurts and all these, you know, uh, fat-free things, but they just add sugar into them. I realized that sugar, while doing all these no-carb, <clears throat> all these no-carb diets, I did a 10-day 10, 10 zero-carbs test, all these things, I realized sugar was affecting my brain. So then through all this, I said, oh, shit, I have improved brain function. I have more clarity just in my normal life when I don't eat carbs and I don't definitely don't eat sugar. I've always been sensitive to sugar. So I was like, holy shit, I feel better off in my brain. It is more healthy. I stay the same and I can eat whatever the want, whatever I want. I eat to hunger. I don't count calories at all. And it all starts making sense. So intermittent fasting is actually like this challenge for me because I used to always feel like I had to eat every two or three hours. And then I realized through intermittent fasting, my body starts adapting and I don't actually need as much food because I'm not eating as much carbs. So I'm not going to go into the science of that. You can Google that anywhere. Um, I might talk about that in another podcast or another blog post personally. But I do this for improved brain function. I do this to feel better every day. Mm-hmm. I don't do this to lose weight. I don't I actually don't do this to get faster. Those are like other benefits, mm-hmm. which are cool. I'll take those. You know, like I'll take mm-hmm. looking better and feeling, you know, feeling faster and feeling lighter and, and getting better at, at my sports and whatnot. But just having the clarity every day, like this, this, the way I feel when I don't eat carbs is how I feel when I meditate, is how I feel when I get in the flow after going for a run. Mm-hmm. Like I feel good. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And I don't know if you guys have experimented with, with, with high fat, low carb diets. You might not be as sensitive to carbs as I am, but holy shit. And I feel like everyone's operating at a 70% level. Yeah. Like everyone's brains are cloudy. Everyone's got 30% cloud over them and they've never experienced Hundred percent clarity, and if you've never experienced hundred percent clarity, operating at seventy percent is normal. Yeah. All right, and then you take that cap off. It's like, oh shit! And I've been yeah. operating my whole life mm-hmm. in this like up and down energy levels. My energy is consistent as fuck during the day. Mm-hmm. Like I do not. I can get six hours of sleep, which I rarely do. I can get six hours of sleep, and I'm cruising through lunch. Everyone gets that lunch lull. They're in the office building, or whatever. You eat that big bread, you know, sandwich, whatever, and you feel tired after lunch. You got to drink coffee to get yourself up. Fuck that. Like, no bullshit. I am the pure living, breathing example that you eat high fat, low carb, or you eat, you know, better carbs or less carbs or whatever. You, whatever decide you choose, you can see monumental and, and holistic gains. I love the whole, I love endurance because when you endure through a 10 mile run, if somebody cuts you off in, in the freeway, whatever the fuck ever. Like, I'm not even worried about that. I've been through shit. You know, like, you're just, you just end up being a more chill yeah. person, mm-hmm. like, regardless. And then you add, like, this high fat, high function. You know, fats have been getting the wrong, the wrong. Uh, Everyone thought press. fat makes you fat. And I'm not going to go into the history of that because it was a whole marketing ploy in the 70s, which was very similar to the marijuana CBD industry. God damn. It's bullshit. <laughs> and fat won. It's like, it's like electric cars could have beaten out gasoline powered cars yeah. in the 30s right. when the Model T came out. But Ford's marketing was better than the electric cars. So he won. So now we have fucking the highest carbon levels ever because of some marketing shit that happened, yeah. you know, almost 100 years ago. And that's the same thing that happened with fat. Yeah. And it's, 
absolutely, it's hilarious. It's sad. It, it frustrates me. It's like fat does not make you fat. Everyone right. thinks fat. No, sugar makes you fat. Carbs make you fat. Just kind of going back on, you know, so one of the questions you asked me earlier. So let's just say, you know, you were just getting into triathlons or to your first Ironman. Knowing what you know now, um, you know, if someone's looking to get into, you know, running their first Ironman or triathlon, knowing what you know now, are there any suggestions or just anything you would do differently, you know, moving forward? Can you, you know, maybe kind of give us a consolidated version of that? I would say to start slow. Like everyone wants to do. I'm a weird one. I'm always like brick by brick. And I always look at something and I go, I can do it. If someone around me has done it, it's like if another man, especially someone that I know, someone that I've trained with, someone that I've been with, I know that they're just, you know, they're the same ability as me. My my track coach started doing Ironmans or he's done an Ironman. So I ran with my track coach. I've ridden my bike with my track coach. And he got back into Ironman. He was a professional uh, triathlete, and he got back into it. And that's what motivated me to do it. And I was like, oh, man, it would be really cool one day to do an Ironman. And I said, I got, did my first triathlon, and I said, I'm going to do a sprint. So there's four different triathlons, standard triathlons. There's sprint triathlon, which is about an hour, an hour and a half. There's Olympic distance, which is about two to three hours. There's a half Ironman, which is anywhere from four to six, depending on your ability. And there's a full Ironman, which is, you know, 10 to 12, 14 hours. So I said, I'm going to do a sprint one year. I'm going to focus on that. Next year, I'm going to focus on Olympic distance. Next year, I'm going to focus on half Ironman. Next year, I'm going to focus on full Ironman. Mm-hmm. And I broke it down and I gave myself time to, to build up. And I actually did it over that four years. And a lot of shit happened. Life happened as all happened to us, sure. relationships, did what they were supposed to do or not do, et cetera, et cetera. But I would say start out slow. I'd say start out slow with endurance events unless you're doing anything shorter, you know, sorry, anything. Let me rephrase that. If you're doing anything longer than a 5K, like you're doing a lot of sprint stuff, a few minutes stuff, focus on slow. Like slow does actually make you faster and all the pros do this. That's one of the biggest and hardest things for amateurs to to understand is that you have to slow slow down to speed up. Mm-hmm. And and slowing down does so many things. You don't have to kill yourself every day. I see so many people running hard every single workout because they like, I have to feel, I have to feel that burn. That actually is is really bad. A lot of bad things happen. Cortisol is released. Yeah, it's just, it, it's so so bad. It's inflammation. And if you slow down and you save yourself for race day, you save yourself for you know hard sessions. That actually is much more beneficial. So you have to restrain, uh, exercise restraint, no pun intended, with all of that. That that was I would say that's the biggest thing. And also just eat less carbs. If you have a you have a big plateful of meat, veggies, and rice, the rice should be like twenty percent. You know, the rice should be twenty percent, the veggies should be like fifty percent, the meat should be whatever the other number is thirty percent. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that, that, that's the biggest thing is just, you know, you don't have to be fully no carbs. You don't have to do intermittent fasting. You don't have to fast for seven days. You don't have to do all these crazy diet fads or whatever, or the things I'm doing. I'm more of an extreme outlier. You don't have to do that. Just slow down and, and you watch your diet. They, the diet almost is more important than the training. Yeah, if you're training to do a marathon, you need to run the marathon at some sure. point before you run the marathon. So I'm not going to say you can't, you, you can't not run and you're going to do well. But that, that would be the, the biggest thing is – I would tell myself and everyone else, just slow the fuck down. Like, mm-hmm. like, like you were saying, you know, slow down. I mean, this becomes, uh, this is a beautiful, I guess, motif yeah. 
for lack of a better word, throughout this podcast is to slow down and and yourself and you know you you you're a CBD man um, and and playing golf you have to slow down for golf you know mm-hmm. you 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 become more aware you become more mindful mm-hmm. when, when you slow down. Well, let's you know let's let's bring it all together. You know, like in this in this interview right here or this conversation right here, we broke down uh, the functions of the, of the modeling industry and paradigms that exist in that. Uh, we broke down the CBD, marijuana, cannabis industry. We're breaking down fats and how that works for your body. Like CBD, uh, when Carrie first brought it up to me, and I was, and, and, and Carrie is now admitting to me that he didn't know what CBD meant in regards to marijuana. I was like, oh shit, cool black dudes. CBD, CBD's the healing agent that is in marijuana, the anti-inflammatory, the the uh, thing that will better us. And now I look at cool black dudes, and I look at the way that this could better us. Yeah. Through the knowledge we've gained, we can we can put that out to people who may not have access to. The things that we've seen, you know, the perspectives that we've had. And we can inject CBD into all of society. So it doesn't matter white, black, Asian, you know, Hispanic. All of it can be healed by CBD. And I'm so hyped on this charge right here. Yeah, man. Like us coming together and us building more people together healing more people together there's all these toxins in society and i feel like through communication we could just talk it out yeah man and we could learn more Mm -hmm. and we could build together Mm -hmm. and i'm just so hyped that we've got this started yeah man (laughs) it's just just the beginning man (laughs) and as always if you want to perform better as you age don't master a lot don't master a little just stay in the middle don't master all, don't master none Just be, just be a master of some Add Break Is the health and fitness internet too much sometimes? Too many conflicting articles and videos that confuse you on how to train and eat right? Or you don't have time to just read and watch everything about, I don't know, the new trends on carb cycling for trail running Don't worry, we'll take care of all that for you Sign up for our free email newsletter, 3 Thing Thursday We'll put three perfectly curated and created things in your inbox for better living and training. Go to masterofsomepod.com slash TTT. We do the hard, time-consuming work and scour the health and fitness internet's deepest and darkest corners. This is so that every Thursday, you have a piping hot new email with the latest and coolest tips, tricks, tools, tactics, and skills, all so that you can train and live consistently to do dope shit in your next endurance event. Sign up now. You can receive my quick guide on how to get healthy, stay fit, and use data to create habits that last a lifetime. That's masterofsomepod.com slash TTT to be inspired and motivated on the regular. Time. Time is a resource no one can make more of, so we appreciate you taking precious time out of your day to listen this far. Our goal is to show the world how to live better through running, cycling, and triathlon. The episode and many others have a transcription. Go to the show notes description to find out more. 
This was produced in Sydney, Australia, and I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land. I pay my respects to the elders, past, present, and future. I recognize their continuing connection to the land, waters, and culture. These lands were stolen and sovereignty was never ceded. If you like this episode, again, we'd highly appreciate it if you go on whatever app you listen to and make sure to follow d Creates Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Acast, and a bunch of others. And if you're feeling real loose, a rating, review, or share of this episode to anyone you know that would be into something like this would be amazing. The more people that hear about us, the doper stuff we can do to then help other people. And if that virtuous cycle continues forever, we would always be grateful to you. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions for the episode of Hell, you want to be on the show, hit us up. The best way is to email talk at delaycreates.com. We're also on the socials, mainly Instagram at delaycreates, or you can hit us up wherever you can find us. Last, this episode of music were created and produced by Podpaste and myself. So if you like any of the music, you can add it to your device playlist by going to delaycreates.com forward slash music. Don't worry if you didn't get all that. There's a link in the show notes description. Thank you again so much for listening. Peace.